Hi, boo. Welcome to the Black and Classic Podcast, where our goal is to encourage and uplift Black women in a real and raw way. So, as usual, grab a cold glass of tequila with lemonade and enjoy the episode. Oh, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Black and Classic Pod. Now enjoy the show. Happy Saturday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am so happy to be sitting down and talking with you guys. Now, right off the bat, I am going to be completely honest. I had every intention to come in here and do this whole like Derek Jackson breakdown and like really, you know, give my thoughts and my opinions. And after doing some like research and some digging, I was just like, I don't feel compelled enough. I just genuinely don't. And also because his followers were growing and, you know, more people were interested in it. I was like, this is becoming a spectacle. And it's just, it's not something that I want to use my baby platform my growing platform to talk about. I just didn't want to do that. I feel like my platform is dedicated. I've said this over and over again. My platform is dedicated to Black women, to encourage us, to uplift us, to get us to not be caught up in these situations. Now, with that being said, with me not being like totally focused on that. I wanted to kind of talk around it without making it specific to um, Derek and Jackson and his wife. Now, I feel like with this platform, a lot of Black women, you know, if you listen, you're probably like, girl, she always talk about love. But I feel like um, that's where a lot of our issues stem from. Because One, we accept less in every area of our life. I don't feel like with love, we have to accept the struggle love. I don't think that's necessary. You know what I mean? I feel like we can ask for more, demand more, and get it. But if we continue to, you know, set the tone or have this narrative of like, well, no, you got to be a ride or die. You got to stick it out. Then that's just really what we're going to have. It is not enough of us saying, fuck that. I do not want to be in a situation where I struggle and where I have to cry to get the attention that I want, where I have to scream to get the attention that I want, where I have to, you know, just do the most to get the attention that I want, or where I literally have to be silent or complicit, you know, in your behavior to get the attention that I want. You know what I mean? That cannot be be okay. Also, in this whole thing, I'm so just sick and tired of people putting everything on social media. I don't think it's necessary. I feel like a marriage is sacred and that's something that whether it's good or bad, you don't have to share everything with social media. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's really ridiculous. Now, for me, I'm typically a private person. I feel like that's where I struggle to be completely transparent. I feel like that's where I struggle with 
you know, building a platform, building a business, putting myself out there is I'm just typically private. So I don't care to share too much, but also from a consumer standpoint, you want to be able to relate to the person that's, you know, selling you something or offering you something. You want to be able to relate to that person. So I have to find the balance between sharing enough, but not sharing everything. Now, in regards to a marriage, I don't believe it's necessary to share anything. I feel like people have gotten conditioned to being like, well, everyone's on social media, so I might as well post it on social media. And okay, fair enough. But also, no. You know what I mean? I feel like, like, let's say if it's a good thing, let's say you're having a baby. I don't feel like every single step has to be um, broadcast and shared and talked about because what you don't understand is once you do that, you are bringing in energy that you don't even realize. You know what I mean? People are speaking about you, whether it's good or bad. And that is being put out into the universe that you don't, you know, you can't control that. So to speak, you can't control that energy. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I just have a weird way of thinking, but I just find it strange that people always run to like do these like sit down press conferences, you know, for like Instagram, for Facebook. And it's like, why don't you sit down with the marriage counselor and work that shit out privately? Why does that need to be brought to us? What does that do for the viewer? Besides us now having an opinion and having to talk about, oh, did you hear? What does that do for us? us that like what like why did we need to know that you know what I mean like it's just not necessary and I feel like with that man being a complete narcissist that was his way of being like I did some bad shit but look I'm a good husband I'm a good husband my wife agreed you know what I mean like it was just such a weird weird situation that I just I was like I know it would be super relevant for me to talk about it, but I really don't want to give this any attention, give him any attention, more or less. For me, it was more of like, I want to talk to the women going through things like that. And I think also, right, um, this is somewhere else I wanted to take it. This episode's pretty much going to be all over the place just because I want to tap into a few things and I don't really want it to be specific to one thing, if that makes sense. I feel like we don't have to live the lives that our parents lived. We don't have to live the lives that our grandparents lived. I think what we need to do is break cycles, break these generational curses, and do things differently that are positive and that bring in, you know, um, good fortune for our um you know, the generations that come after it for our kids, for our kids, kids, for our kids, 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 right? I feel like that's what we need to do. And the first way to do that is to establish when someone is a piece of shit and to let them go. It's just that simple. Also, let's not hide. I know this is going to be triggering for some people, but Let's not hide behind religion as the end all to be all to why we're putting up with dumb shit. That makes no sense to me. 
I feel like people feel like they have to struggle or go through bad times and then just be like, oh, I'll pray about it and I'll come out on the other side. That's not that that makes no fucking sense to me. I'm someone who is very spiritual. I tap into a lot of different, I guess, quote unquote, religions, different institutions, if you will. I'm not someone that solely has one religion. I wouldn't say I'm completely Christian because I'm not a complete Christian. It's just, that's just not me. You know what I mean? I wear a Buddha necklace and I have a Buddha tatted on me. So I can't just say I'm Christian. Like I have no cross on my body. I don't wear a cross. I don't wear Jesus piece. So I wouldn't say I'm like this devout Christian simply because I don't like the constraints of a religion. Um, I feel like, like, okay, where's this coming from? This is coming from me seeing a video of this woman, his wife, saying that her bonnet was like a helmet of like salvation or something. And I'm like, oh, baby girl, you are all kinds of loss. I don't even feel like a person could sit down with a straight face and say that in a like a manner of like joking or like getting someone riled up. I mean, maybe she did, but she probably did multiple takes because me, myself, I probably would have been cracking up laughing. Like if I knew I was just doing this for the likes and the views and the clicks and things like that, it would have been hard for me to sit down and take myself seriously. But she seemed genuine. Like she seemed genuine when she was like, you see a bonnet, I see a helmet of like salvation or something. And I'm like, girl, what? And that's when I knew she probably feels like, oh, I'm going through all this. But if I pray about it, if I just say Jesus enough, then I won't be in this situation. And it's like, girl, no. Absolutely. The fuck not. The problem is, is that we attach struggle with our religion and saying that, well, if we struggle long enough, God will come in and fix it. I don't want to make this about religion. I don't want to make this this super heavy, but sometimes, no. Okay? I feel like for me personally, for me personally and anybody else listening who understands what I'm saying, I feel like if you take a spiritual journey that Um, relates to you, your purpose, your mission um, on an individual level, you'll be able to tap into a higher being, a higher power like never before. And it also won't lead you astray or lead you to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. I feel like when you solely look at things from a religious standpoint, you can be in a position that leads you to be uncomfortable, unhappy, simply saying, well, if I get down on my knees and pray, I can come up out of this. And that just to me doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Just to me personally, I know someone's going to be like, well, girl, you always watch you know, T.D. Jakes every Sunday and you go to Bible study. Yes, but I also explore and tap into other different religion, other different institutions, because I like to have my faith kind of well-rounded and something that fuels me in a different way. You know what I mean? Something that 
I can pull from to keep me in a place of peace, in a place of living in my purpose. I don't, I feel like when you live a life of religion, you end up being like those women, not for nothing, who just sat and struggled just to say, well, this is my husband and, you know, I took an oath and, okay, but did he listen to that? You sitting here telling me about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Why would Jesus let you? And and they also tell you, oh God, they will tell you in the church, don't question God. And it's like, girl, sometimes, okay, sure, don't question God. But also let's just challenge what we've been told. Because like I said previously, we don't have to live the lives, the lives um, of our grandparents, of our parents. We can challenge the status quo so we don't have to continuously do this. I feel like the whole men aren't monogamous thing is super fucking old simply because we don't challenge the status quo and hold them to the fire to be like, why the fuck are you doing this? You know what I mean? I feel like we make excuses and especially black women because we tap into either God or Jesus, or if I pray, like we tap into that instead of challenging that shit and being like, no, fuck this. No, I don't have to struggle in order to find some sliver of happiness. I do not have to do that. I feel like men like this man, I don't want to say his name, but men like this man here really prey on women who are probably super religious. Uh, Mind you, I don't really know too much, but this is just what she gave me. She gave me the super religious, super sheltered, super to herself, like super introverted. She's not going to say, you know, what's really hurting her. She's going to nod her head. She's going to be complicit. She's going to agree simply because the Bible told her so, or, you know, well, that's what my mama did. My mama said, no, your mama was a fool. Your grandmama probably was a fool too. But see, this is what I'm talking about. We're going to pull back the curtain and look at the ugly truth. The ugly truth is that a lot of us have witnessed black women in our lives sitting through hell and just being like, well, baby, if you, if you pray about it, Jesus will come in and fix that man. Fuck that. And that's on fucking Mary had a little lamb. Fuck that. I'm not waiting for Jesus to fix shit. I'm getting myself the fuck up out of this. And if Jesus want to come along, you know, for the ride, then that's just what the fuck he's going to do. But I'm getting myself up out of this because in this moment, I'm not happy. And I'm not going to continue to be mistreated, continue to be cheated on, to be lied to, simply because I'm waiting for Jesus to come in and save me. Baby, no. No. I'm I'm going to challenge you, okay? I'm going to challenge you, Meemaw. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to challenge you, grandma, right? I'm going to challenge you, Nana. I got to challenge that. That may have worked for you and your husband, you know, back in the 50s, back in the 60s, back in the 70s, but it's 2021 and I'm no longer going to sit and struggle just so that I can say I have a man or I can say, you know, I'm this, 
married woman living a good life and oh I have the house and the car and the dog and the kids Mm, fuck that I'm sorry it's a no for me it's a no for me I'm tired of seeing it. I'm like, I'm just going to be completely honest. I'm sick and tired of seeing it. I feel like there's this big notion of like, oh, being single is the worst thing. Is it? Is being single the worst thing? Or is being mistreated, being lied on, being cheated on, being, you know, just in this situation of constant, like, almost like just torture. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's better? Is that really what's better? I'm just, that. that's just a genuine question. Is that really what's better? Like, I can't seem to find a way that that would be better. I'm thinking about it and I just can't seem, no. <laughs> It's just no, you know what I mean? And I, again, if we stop feeling like we have to live out the footsteps from our past, then we would be much better off. I think it's necessary to take, like take what worked, pack up what worked and carry that on. But if it did not work, let the shit go. Let it go. We don't need to take it with us if it did not work. Staying in broken relationships and in and and um failed marriages is just not healthy for anyone. Now granted, I can play devil advocate to my own statement, to my own opinions. Yes, I do believe that if your relationship is going through something, you should work on it. You shouldn't run at the first sign of any sort of like mm, turmoil or, you know, just trouble in the relationship or marriage. No, you shouldn't run at every first sign and be like, oh, you did what? Fuck you, I'm out. Oh, you did what? Fuck you, I'm out. Like, no, (laughs) you shouldn't do that. But I feel like, what's the best way to articulate this? I feel like once you've worked on it, And like I said before, if you do it in private, do it in private. You don't need to include, especially if you have a quote unquote public figure type of life, you don't need to include the public. We don't give a damn. I mean, of course we can have opinions and thoughts and things like that, but at the end of the day, it really just does not matter to us, you know? So you don't need to include us. But yes, you should sit down with the marriage counselor. If you're religious, sit down with your pastor, your first lady, whatever the fuck you need to do, okay? Do what you need to do, do it in private and work through it. However, the difference is that once you've worked through it, or as you are working through it, you need to understand what the fuck a boundary is. Set your boundary in place. Set your boundary in place and say, look, I'll give you, be generous, shit. You can say, I'll give you three chances to understand that this boundary is in place and it is firm. It's a non-negotiable. We, we, you can't come to the boundary or come to the point of stepping over the boundary and think that we're going to negotiate 
how you stepped over the boundary, how you, how that made me feel. No, 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 no. It's non-negotiable. It's nothing that we can talk about. We're working through it. Here's the boundary. Here's why it's something that I'm not going to negotiate on. I'm not going to renege. I'm not going to think twice about it. And you get, if you want to, okay, I say three, shit, give them five, right? Give them, give them two times to fuck up. Cause you know, of course it's not going to be like, if you've lived this certain pattern, you're not going to change it just overnight. I give you two times to fuck up, right? The third time we're going to try again. We're going to come back to this marriage counselor thing. The fourth time I'm going to tell you, look, I have now given you three chances to do the shit right. The next time it's, it's not a conversation. It's simply me walking away. That fifth time is me walking away. We don't need to have no conversation. This is the last conversation that we will have in regards to this situation. And the fifth time is you walking away. To me, to me, rationally, that makes sense. That's what I do. I I identify something. I tell you about it. I either articulate my boundary or I set my boundary, right? Because sometimes an issue is like, right, for a boundary, sometimes you have, you're having like a trauma response to something, right? Like you're responding from a, a place of trauma and it's nothing that the person can do. It's just something internally that you have to do so you don't consistently respond, you know what I mean? have that like trauma response. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, okay, here's what I need to do. Maybe I need to remove myself more. Maybe I don't need to be so involved. Maybe I need to step back. Maybe I need to, you know, whatever the fuck. I don't know, girl, right? I'll talk to you about it. I'll set the boundary, whether I tell you or I set the boundary for myself, you know, set up a way so I don't have to respond or feel that negative energy and then you know I'll then that's when I set the tally marks of like you know one two three one two three four five whatever but once you've crossed it or once it's just not working for me it's a no it's a okay I'm I'm ready to walk away you know what I mean and sometimes again you don't have to articulate to me I mean you guys give me your opinions you guys tell me what you think but to me once we have discussed it, then I don't feel like I need to sit back down with you and have the whole talk again. I don't think it's necessary because I feel like, again, people will try to like persuade you, try to get you to see things from their side, and then you just fall back into the same pattern. And it's necessary for you to, again, set these boundaries and do not waver, do not negotiate, do not renege, because you know what will make you feel better, make you feel happy. And that's what the fuck you need to stand on and stand firm in. So if you're trying to get a better relationship with your partner, if you're trying to get a better, you know, standing in your friendships, you need to set boundaries and do not negotiate, bend, break, fold, nothing. I live by never fold. I'm never folding. I don't give a fuck. 
Okay, I'm never folding. That's just not something that I'm willing to do at this point in my life. And I feel like that's where I want women who have experienced this kind of man to get to. Do not fold. Never fucking fold. Because once a man can see that he can get you to fold on something that you stand on, oh, it's game time for him. And I know I've said this before. It's game time for him. He's ready to play with you. He's going to use you. He's going to mistreat you. He's going to abuse you, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. Like, he's going to do what he needs to do because you've already given him the green light to do what he wants to do. And, and sometimes it, listen, this is a word here. Sometimes it's not even you. It's your family members. It's your mother being like, well, girl, you know, you should listen to him and he a good man and he do this and that and he take care of, you know, this and he pay the bills and now you overlooking shit you shouldn't be overlooking. Now you're rationalizing shit that before to you wasn't something you would negotiate on or rationalize. Now you're rationalizing it because someone else is in your ear and he see who's in your, oh, if well, if mama... If mama could say stuff like that, then I got her. It's good as gold. If grandmama could say shit like that, it's good as gold. And if I present myself as this um, God-fearing man, oh, I'm in there. I could do whatever the fuck I want to do because I already know what the advice she's going to get from her grandmother and her mom. That's why low key, a lot of these men don't want you to be super close with a bitch like me. A bitch like me is going to get you together. And what he going to do? He going to isolate you from the bitch that's going to make sense to you. Not the bitch that's going to be like, oh, girl, work out, work, you know, work it out and talk to him. And he's not that bad. And you know what I mean? Like those kind of women, he's going to push you towards and be like, see she's a good woman you know she be going to church with us and you know what I mean she always in a relationship you know what I mean she understand because she been in a relationship don't listen to your single friends don't listen to the girl that's making sense and gonna have you questioning my nonsense gonna have you questioning my bullshit don't listen to her listen He's going to separate you and divide you up and get you with the people that's only going to further push his agenda with what the fuck he wants to do with you. That's why I said you can't be scared to challenge the status quo. You can't be scared to challenge the tradition or what people deem to be the tradition. Don't be scared to step up and say, you know what? Mm, I don't agree. Sorry, (laughs) I don't agree. And then do the work. Listen, I feel like I dropped that line in every episode. Do the work to find out what works for you spiritually, to find out what keeps you happy, to find out what brings you peace, to find out what makes you feel fully enlightened. Do the work for that, for yourself. Okay, like period, drops mic. That's what you need to do. Don't sit up on Instagram trying to rationalize what the fuck your man was doing or trying to be like, 
nah, you know, I didn't agree, but I'm still with him. I don't think I'm going to leave him. You know, my bonnet is the helmet of my salvation or whatever the fuck that means. Listen, it's all kinds of fucked up out here. It's all kind of crazy that's going on. And you know what? I just refuse to stand for it. I refuse to see it anymore. Like, I'm tired of seeing it. We have got to come out of this. We have to. There's no other way. We just we just have to come out of this. I don't know what else to say. I'm going to bring this to a close. I am over it. I am tired of seeing, seeing it. I don't want any more time you know, conversations of struggle love. I just don't. That shit is not okay and it's not cool. Like, it's no reason for it. And I don't want to be like, well, you can do bad all by yourself, but like, you really the fuck can. Why would you stay in a situation where you're unhappy when you can just be happy by yourself? I don't, I don't understand. But you know, like I said, some people fear being lonely more than they fear or would like to sit and be in a situation where they're sad, you know? They'll take a piece of a man than just dealing with their whole self. And I guess, I guess that works for them. I don't know. I don't want it to work for any of the ladies that listen to this. So if you're a black woman dealing with an ancient ass nigga, tell that nigga to go. And that's just that on that. Other than that, y'all have a good Saturday. Please send me your thoughts, your opinions. DM me. um, Send me a message over there, Black and Classic P-O-D. That's Black and Classic Pod. And tell me what you think. Other than that, I'm out. I'm going to enjoy my Saturday. And yeah, talk to y'all next Wednesday. Bye.